What's up, everybody, and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 177 are open. This week on the show, holy macaroni and cheese, everyone. We got some pretty cool Pokemon announcements we're going to be diving into pretty thoroughly, I think. Mm. And the talk all about that is my best mate. It's Bryce DeWitt. Oh, it's me. How you going, man? Yeah, I exist. You exist. <laughs> yes. I if you didn't exist, I'll be baffled looking back on like 177 episodes and I'm just like there talking to myself. Who is this man? Who? <laughs> just like half the episodes are just like silent because I'm just like thinking someone's replying <laughs> to me. God. Just yeah, completely disappear from existence. How Mario never happened. Oh my God. That'd be pretty sad. It would be pretty like sad. I put a lot of work into nothing then. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Bryce, how are you going this week? Oh, I'm good, man. Yeah. Like I said, existing. Oh, well, that's good. That's- <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. All right. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. a bare minimum. Just, you know, being a bit of matter in the universe. That's always something to strive for. That's what I feel like anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you take a bit of particle, you put it with another particle, and then you put it with another particle, and eventually, you know, it, it, it forms things. Yeah. And here I am. It's biology in a nutshell. Mm. Mm. Now, I'm having an existential crisis this week, as you can tell. Mm. 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 Does that stem from anything or? No. No. <laughs> That's my everyday living. <laughs> well, fair enough. I'm a Nintendo fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Wii U era anymore, Bryce. You can uh, get that crisis over and done with. I suppose. Mm, yeah. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, been a, it's been a pretty big day for me. I've bought... Uh, today, Bryce, I bought a bull. I bought a bull. A, my first bull. A bull. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A male cow. For those out there who <laughs> who think you're talking about like a beach ball, yeah, yeah. it's like a, a ball. Nice, Drew. God, good on you, mate. Nice man. How much did that cost you? Oh, you know, dollar ninety nine. Mmm, mm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, why made you pick the one that you bought? Well, it was a, fr- a friend of ours, um, Steve's bull sale. Oh, it was Steve's Steve's bull sale. Ah, yes. Steve. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. So, if you're after a bull, let's give him a plug here on the house of Mario. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's lots of a. Uh, um, Charolais uh, cattle breeders out there. So mm. go and check out Good Windy Charolais. Yeah, good, good and windy. Good and windy. With the good old Steve. Stop in Google. He's got got the website and the yes. Facebook page. Yeah, going. yeah, that he does. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, so, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. yep. Nah, <laughs> he's always been a great family friend of ours. Um, lending mm. us bulls and that, and thought mm. you know, it's just you know, it's time to buy our own and support him. Yeah, that's that. right. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, had a couple of beers at the sale and oh yes, yeah, I was a bit belchy. Can't handle two beers, Bryce. It puts me to sleep. Yeah. Full strength beer. Yeah, see. Especially during the week. You know? <laughs> that, was, that was like today. I, I like got home, right? And I was like, okay. Mm. Mm, yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll find something productive to do with my time until I've got to go do the podcast, right? You know? Yeah. I fucking fell asleep for two hours. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what the hell happened? I guess I was tired. I don't know. I guess I, the, yeah, the well. dog. The dog was being extra nice today, so he jumped up on the couch and put his head on my lap, so oh. just patting him. And then I just went, and that was it. I was gone. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm. Now you're here. You're all energized. You're ready to talk about some Pokemon stuff and all that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he guesses everyone. Pokemon. Mm. 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 Pokemon mm. always gets me up in the morning. It does, along with my coffee. I mean, the other night actually kept me up in the morning. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the joke. Mm. Mm. Oh, that was a good joke. Everyone. That was a good joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So before we get into that, I just want to plug our other Nintendo podcast, or the secondary podcast of this, the House of Mario Encore, available on podcast services and YouTube. Um, recently, 
had a special guest, Alex Harding, at switchaboo.com, another mm-hmm. uh, South Australian a Nintendo fan putting out content, so it was really cool to meet him via Twitter and all that and yeah, yeah. have the conversation with him. So go and check out that feed if you're uh, looking for a nice hour sort of discussion on Pokemon memories and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, he's one of those kids who never took his Pokemon cards to school, which is a good decision, I think. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to take mine to school either. I, I took mine to school. Did you? Did <laughs> they get trashed? No. N- Oh, no, not really. Not really. No, I, I was a trading card kid and I liked all sorts of trading cards, not just Pokemon. So it was sort of like, yeah. uh, I just took them to school. I still remember like the one defining moment in any trading card thing is I was, I was battling somebody in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Right. And, and was, was at that, was at, it Pato? Yes, it was <laughs> at the time, at the time there was heaps and heaps of bootleg cards going around. Mm-hmm. And there was one that was called Greatly Big Maju Gazette. Now- Oh, so they were just fake cards. Not, that, yeah, not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were dead fake. And all that <laughs> Greatly Big Maju Gazette was, was it was all five pieces of Exodia in one card. Oh. So it completely <laughs> demolished the point of Exodia, right? Wow. So he put it he put it down on the field and it has infinite attack and infinite defense. Like, how do you beat that? <laughs> you don't- Right, and there's there's this p- particular trap card. I can't even remember exactly what it's called uh, right now. But basically, when you get attacked, and if you got this trap card down, you could flip it out, and whatever you were attacked with, you gain the life points of whatever attacked you. So I physically could not lose. I had infinite infinite life points because this card had infinite life points. He's like, you can't do that. I'm like, that's a fake card. You can't do that. So who had it? He did. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like that, it was a card a couple people had because they were just littered in bootleg packs, mm. and I hated it. I hated oh, that yeah, card yeah. so much because ruins it. Yeah. It completely because I made strategies and everything for that game where I could like if if I was like luck, lucky enough in the first few turns, I could take half a person's life life points with legitimate methods, and I was like, you know, really proud of that shit. But cards like that completely devalued. <laughs> anything that I was doing. (laughs) So I was like, all right, here's a strategy to formulate against it. And then basically I would do that. And then he would try to attack again uh, to initiate, obviously like a a stalemate. You can't beat that, but I would just activate trap hole, kill his card. And then I would had infinite life points. His thing that had infinite attack points was dead. So technically he couldn't beat me no matter what, unless he resurrected that monster, in which case then it would be a stalemate. But chances are that wasn't happening. So it was, yeah, like one of the one of the big things with my trading card uh, career when I was a kid that I never followed up on. So yeah, and now all of a sudden I'm back to collecting Pokemon cards again. Yeah, it's a it's a vicious cycle. It we're, is. We're back there at adults. It's a bit of a vicious cycle. Have you bought any more Pokemon cards recently? I've been meaning to catch up um, with you on that front. No, uh, not recently. I'm waiting for Toy Kingdom in town to get restocked so I can mm. start supporting I, them again. I, I see today that um, EB Games asked me for my um, to pay off my uh, tins, Shining Fates tins. Why? Yeah, I'm like, are they coming out soon or not? I couldn't see the release yeah, date. They're, they're mid-March. Okay, so yeah, it is coming up soon. So they're probably looking to ship them relatively soon about in the next week or so. Probably. Right, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not, I, I'm like, um, I mean, I, I did mine through Zip because I was like, at the time I was like, uh, at least I can cancel them if, I, if I'm getting really, 
you know, iffy about it or mm-hmm. whatever, and it won't affect my bank account immediately. So I, uh, I put them on zip and, uh, I've been letting them float since then, but just, yeah, with, with all the pushbacks and stuff like that, it's been extremely irritating. And like, I know that sort of everybody's on that, but by the time we actually get our ETBs for this set, the next set will already be released. Uh, which is Battle Styles. It's just lucky enough that uh, apparently Battle Styles is not very good. So mm, I will hold off buying Battle Styles. Yeah, people say that because it's got no Charizard in it. No, um, apparently uh, because it, it it will probably have some good uh, meta shifts in it because it is like one of those sets that has a unique... Mm. Um, take so like uh, this is single strike and rapid strike so most of the good cards have uh, passives regarding to those things but just in terms of collector's value it's it's really not great there's like one really good chase card which is like a very 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 quite odd uh, V or VMAX card for Tyranitar that's actually just like hand drawn art and not not a, not doesn't look like a regular VMAX card. Looks right. really strange. Mm. Um, but I think it'd be really cool to collect because it's one of those oddities where you're just like, huh, you know, sort of thing. Uh, but apart from that, apparently, like, the rest of the set, like, all the rares and stuff like that, they've bumped up to Rainbow and stuff like that. They're not even really playable cards. So it's kind of just like, mm, they don't have as much value. Yeah. So yep. I'm like, all right, well, that's okay by me. But mind you, they took uh, that full art Marnie out of um, Shining Fates, which is like one of the big chase cards for Shining Fates or Shiny Star V in Japan. And I'll probably put it in that one <laughs> just to give it a bit more of a bump. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll leave it for now. Hmm. Yeah. And um, this, this week I, I couldn't believe it. I was editing an episode of the House of Mario Encore mm. and I had my phone next to me and I was on Twitter just you know, looking at it every now and again while I'm just like, cutting out silences or whatever I'm doing for that's my uncle writing up the up the description or whatever and I was on Twitter and at the at the top I saw Jeff Keeley and Reggie were like together sounded surrounded by purple like where the Twitter stories are I'm like what the hell is that mm. and I click on it and they're basically just talking to one another and people are coming in to ask questions and stuff I'm like what is this and apparently what it was is Twitter is introducing a brand new feature called spaces where people can like set up a conversation and bring other people in and that through um people joining in and hitting the request button. Kind of like a Zoom call. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But it's like a lot more open and more accessible for people to jump in and out. Yeah. And um, they'll actually, with someone from Twitter testing the feature, doing a bit of a stress (laughs) test because, you know, they have a big audience and they'll be able to pull thousands of people. So, oh, this is quite nice. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And um, I put it next to me. I was just listening to it. I'm like, should I I request to jump on? I'm like, I was thinking for like 30 seconds. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a question. I came up with the question... Like it was, it was essentially something along the lines of, if um, how far down sort of the pipeline did Reggie see before uh, he left Nintendo, and um, are there still things that he saw coming out and like you know engaging like people's reactions and stuff like, or is there like something he's like really excited to see the public react to? Mm. So I'm like, yeah, well, that's a question I thought of just off the bat. I hit request, and there's thousands of people. In the here, yeah, like, oh yes, I get to talk to Reggie, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah and there's, there's thousands of people in here waiting. I'm like, you know what? I really, I don't even assume or expect to get chosen. It, like, if I did, that would have been like pretty exciting, whatever. And I just hit the button. I go back to doing whatever I'm doing on the computer. I look back at my phone. Like, it, it just it went quiet. I'm like, okay, that's weird. 
look at my phone. It says live underneath my name next to Reggie and Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Keely. I'm like, what? So like I had like no time to sort of be like, all right, I'm on. Because for the other people, they'll say, oh, okay, we'll, we'll pick another person, uh, you know, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, are you there? And be like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Like, how you going? But mm. it just went quiet for me. And it's just, when it's, when it comes back and it was just Jeff Keeley being like, hello, anyone there? I'm like, oh, y- yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he sort of like, yeah, asked, asked me where I'm from, you know, South Australia. And they seem like pretty uh, excited that someone from Australia was yeah. calling in. Like everyone else was from you know, America and Europe sort of within those time zones. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think it was a bit more unusual for someone from Australia. And he must have looked at my Twitter profile and Jeff Keeley said, oh, well, what's the house tomorrow? Tell us a bit about that. So I'm really bad about self-promoting what we do elsewhere. I'm like, uh, 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 my, my friend Bryce and I, we do a Nintendo podcast. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, so, I'm so bad at it. I'm really bad at sell- selling our stuff. Being on the spot too is... Yeah, like, I was so on the spot. I was yeah, so on the spot. Yeah, it was even yeah, funny. Yeah. And, Especially uh, considering, and I mean, we've, we've, we've said it even in the last few episodes, somewhere in the last few episodes that, you know, Reggie is the goal to have on the podcast. Mm. You know, that that is something we want to have happen one day. And that's like something we've always chased, like from day dot. But yeah, you, yeah just, just to even get in a conversation. Yeah. Um, so then like I asked a question and like we had a bit of a back and forward, whatever. And then Jeff Keeley's like, all right, thank you very much. I'm like, oh, just before I go, but then he cut me off. And what I was going to say, I was going to say, Reggie, we're, we're big fans and we'd love to have you on my podcast, The House Mario, when, whenever you're free, yeah. if you're interested. Yeah. And clip and, this and then put it on Twitter and tag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jeff, like, and Jeff, you know, invitation out to Jeff Keeley as well, obviously as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Like if I could really think about it, like, okay, I want to go on, I want to request myself to go on here. Mm. And if he said like, we do the, what I would have done and said, all right, The House of Mario is this podcast we do each week. Like I would have like laid it out a lot better. Um, you guys are definitely welcome to come on and then go into the question, have it at that moment. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I was just like sh- actual shaking. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was holding yeah. my phone on like loudspeaker and be like, like going like this, like yeah. you know, shaking my hand. Yeah, like, yeah. Because because again, yeah, like that is something that we've wanted to do from the beginning. So, you know, having that opportunity, even if it is just that short one question thing, is mm. just like, damn it! Like this is something I've been waiting for for a long time, but now I can't think. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, yeah. It just came out of nowhere. Like I just went on Twitter. Oh, what's this? And <laughs> just fell into it, like pretty much fell into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like afterwards, I just had to nerd out. I'm just like, I'm like, Bryce, guess who I talk to? And you're like, who? I'm like, Reggie. I don't, what was your reaction to that when you're just like, like, I spoke to Reggie? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, my, my initial thought was just like, it has to be like something behind that. Like you would not tell, you, you would you would not not tell me if he was on the podcast in some some sort of capacity. Oh yeah, just I just kept it a secret and just like, didn't I talked to Reggie. You. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I talked to Reggie. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm like, yeah, it was this Twitter Spaces thing and I explained it to you. And yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, um, like, you know, I, I'm not an, it was an iOS exclusive thing. Yeah, I did read about yeah. that after. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had my iPad and, and whatever, and but I was out doing things and what have you. So. I, I I wasn't paying attention to it at the time or anything like that. But Jesus, if I happened to be on Twitter at the right time, I would have been in there. 
I would have been like, hands up. All right. <laughs> I'll stay in here the whole time until something happens, even though something might not. So it's, it's kind of amazing that you put your hand up and within the first five seconds. Like, it, like not even, that's not an exaggeration. That's, that's exact. I just pressed it and I'm like, what the hell? It just went quiet and then live came up under my name. Like, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> just in front of thousands of people, just like in my rooms. Like, ah, how you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't take this at face value. I'm actually, you know, somebody who talks into a microphone a lot and I don't mean to sound nervous, but this is sprung. <laughs> mm. Like I, I get nervous with guests anyway, but yeah, that oh, yeah. especially. I was like, you, oh, get, you get really nervous with guests. Yeah. 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 Has it improved? Yeah, I think so. You reckon? Because I, I still remember from like the first time we ever had like a guest that was, you know, like sort of big for us, which was uh, Michael Janoska mm, yeah. from our Hot Chocolate Party. Um, and, you know, you were like, oh, you're like, I'm really nervous. I'm like, he's, he's another man on the internet, man. Like, you know, uh, it, it, he's, he's got a bit of a following and, you know, that, that's cool. And, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's just a normal yeah. guy. And I mean, I, I would like to be able to say I'd be like that with Reggie as well, but I'd, be, I'd still be like, damn it, man, I've been following you for years. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, the thing, I get nervous because I want to make a good product and I overthink it. That That's what I do. I'm, yeah. I'm not like, mm. oh my God, they're the scary person on the, on the computer screen. I, I think everybody wants to make a good product, but I, mm. you know, I don't think uh, anybody is, go- is, is sitting there expecting you to be like the most professional person on the planet or, you know, so I, I feel like a lot of people that do- not. Well, I feel like a lot of people that do come on podcasts, like if they've got like a pretty good following or whatever, you know, they're not looking for, you know, a market interview or something like that. They're kind of just looking to talk about what is on their minds yeah, about no, the current easy, topic. Yeah. And that, that that was what it was like with Michael as well. And Michael was, you know, he was he was really good. And yeah, he was a lot of fun. Hmm, mm. Yeah. We were supposed to bring him back around about the time of Mario... Uh, Mario Odyssey, but <laughs> that was yeah, missed, that was that was quite a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. that train. Uh we just yeah. I think um at the at the time you were you were moving about and I was busy and you know when you when you're setting up something like that we had to like set for a very specific time because obviously he's in the states and mm. whatever and uh, yeah yeah and I've I've done like other one on ones and other ones with you and stuff where you know I did get nervous but you know three minutes in you get sort of the the rigmarole at the start gone. I think you just talk and yeah. 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 By all means. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to do like our podcast in this space thing. I think that'll be a lot of fun once that's a thing. I think that'll be a fantastic platform. Yes. And I also yes, want to say to anyone listening to this and enjoys what we do, if you have an idea for a guest or something, just don't be shy to be like, you know, say something on Twitter yeah. or Facebook or whatever, because we pretty much have no power. No. <laughs> to like being like, hey, we're, we're, we're such like a small show. It's such, you know, small fries compared to like a lot of, you know, these people out there, but mm. with like a few people saying, Hey, we'll be interested. That might actually catch some people's attention. Even if it's like three or five of you, you know, 90% of the people that we've met and we've brought onto the podcast have been talked to over Twitter and we've reached out to them more. What have you? Mm. It, it's, it's never been like super professional email where it's just like, dear sir, madame, we 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 would like to feature you on our show, the House of Mario podcast. We will pay you ten billion rubles. And Here are the benefits: yeah. you get your voice featured on our podcast. Ah, yes, mm, mm, quite right. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's never happened like that. No. You know, we, we've always been very cash in the approach, and I think that's kind of important when yeah. it is sort of just a and, discussion um, show. And when we weren't cash and we did send an email, we don't get a reply anyway. We're not calling cool enough. 
Yeah. So how anyway. often does that happen though? Yeah. Like usually, usually when we do send an email to get a guest or something like that, it's it's somebody bigger. Yeah, mm. because their DMs are turned off on on mm. Twitter. You're like, oh, they're too big. <laughs> They've turned off their DMs. Yeah. Can't slide in. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that was just a fun thing that happened to me this week. And like I messaged you, and like you know, a couple of hours later, I'm, I'm like. I've got to tell Dan. So send Dan a message. I'm like, I'm like, I just talked to Reggie and I like, get the exact same thing. Like, huh? What the fuck you mean? It's like, no, like, oh, I spoke to Reggie. No. I was just, I was just such, I was on a high all day. And even when I went to work at night, I was just like, <laughs> I said, I said to Opal who works there. She's just like, I'm like, guess who I spoke to? It's like Reggie. She's like looking at me. I'm like, oh, the, the president of Nintendo America. She's like, oh, <laughs> very cool. I told my mum. Oh, she said, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm proud of you. I was just so excited. I don't know who the fuck so Reggie excited. is, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> the president of the United Nintendos. Nintendo States. No, mm. I wouldn't want to talk to them. Well, at least a former president of the United States. He can <laughs> he can stay quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't stayed quiet though. He's on the news again. Yeah, I don't know. I, try, mm. yeah, don't know. I, haven't, I haven't caught up with it. Anyway, Bryce, let's move into the news, which is uh, all Pokemon. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. I got the okay from you? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Is that all? Let's get into it, Shulk. My body is still. Alright, Bryce. So early morning a few days ago, we got a Pokemon Presents. And this is one we've been waiting for a long time, the day before Pokemon Day. Um, I think it was a pretty easy one to predict. There's a lot of like content creators saying like, oh, I guessed it. I guessed it. I'm right. I get I get the brownie points. It's like, come on, man. Of course. <laughs> they do it every year. They do it every year. <laughs> Especially yeah. on the 25th birthday. They're not going to be like, we got no products this year. Yeah, yeah that's so, all right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, got, they got a couple of products. Yeah. So uh, on the top of the bat, Bryce, before we get into the games, what did you think about the overall presentation? 20 minutes. The first 10 minutes were basically like hype you right up then going into the three games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was good. It was just, it was, it was just, you know, three games. I, I was kind of hoping that maybe um, there was going to be a bit more of a, a sort of nostalgia product kick, whether it be like virtual console games or, yeah, you know, yeah. shit. They or reintroduced shit. the Poker Walker or some bull crap. Like just, just something that sort of happened with Mario's, I guess. Like, you know, I'm, I'm more stuff to buy. That's what Bryce wants. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, I'm not the biggest fan of how Mario's anniversary was sort of treated, especially with like everything going kaboom at the end of March, you know, because it's sort of whatever. But they do have a lot of neat. They did have a lot of uh, neat products there and stuff like that. Whereas just kind of like and stuff mm, and the, yeah. p- the pins through my Nintendo and yeah. All yeah. That, yeah. Whereas this is sort of just like, well, here's what we're working on. And that's something that I would like to expect from every company, you know, going forward realistically like even playstation's been doing it with state of play and yeah all that so and especially with the company such uh, well the company a franchise as big as pokemon i i, I would i would like to know what's in the pipeline mm. like pretty much at all times mm. so mm. yeah so i really enjoyed it too like um sort of the opening was fantastic it was just really well put together just going through all the products the games the mm. anime just sort of flipping it together and sort of that not not claymation, but you know it's sort of put together, yeah. kind of like it. How the sort of frame rate and stop, that sort of works. Yeah, stop, stop motion, stop motion. Yeah, so like that. It's very very cool, and I think um, 
I've been watching like a lot of reacts and stuff as it goes on and people like really do enjoy that if they are um, fans and grew up with the series. So it really hits you right in the heart there. Mm. So I enjoyed that. And going to Pokemon Snap, I think um, this did hype me up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, we get a bit more information about sort of the, uh, I don't know, I forgot what the actual mechanics called, but like the Luma ball that you throw at the Pokemon to illuminate them and yeah, yeah. get different shots and stuff like that and more points in your picture. Yeah, and every every Pokemon has like like a decent subset album for them so you could catch them in different various ways and you mm. sort of add a new thing to your album every time and like yeah. that's that's good. I think that's exactly what that game needs. Just like multiple ways to take multiple photos to make you go through it again and again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. you don't need like a million levels but just like hidden secrets in each level and mm. all that to just keep you playing. So yeah. I'm quite excited for that. I think it's going to look really stunning on a big TV playing it. Because let's be real, it's an on-rails shooter by every sense of the word. <laughs> there might not be a gun involved. On, on rails thrower. Well, you know. You <laughs> First know, person thrower. <laughs> shooter. Ah, you know. yeah. You mm. Gotcha, gotcha. It is I was just thinking of the balls and the apples. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by, by all means, it is an on-rails shooter. So it is, mm. it is sort of like if you don't give people a reason to go back and do these things. Like, yeah, even the original Stap did it pretty well with, you know, the fact that you could knock a friggin' Charmeleon into a volcano and turn it into a Charizard and stuff like that. Stuff that makes you want to go back and replay it and be like, oh, yes. Mm. Mm. And I hope there's a lot of that in this one too because it... It's, it's something that made the first one so charming. Yeah, I'm, I sure, there, I'm sure there will be because you have like the effects of um, the apples, which are called something else, but they're, they're apples. Mm. Uh, you've got like the Luma um, balls. Don't know the exact name of them either without looking, but you got them. So you've got two different effects for every single Pokemon at least. Then you've probably got, oh, you've got like the lullaby, which mm. they use on the Hoot Hoot. So there's like multiple tools you've got to maybe influence different Pokemon in different ways. Yeah, yeah, which mm. is cool. And like going, and that's something that's easy to one hundred percent complete when you, everybody's sort of figured it out too. It's it's not a stressful time, so it's uh, yeah, it's going to be fun anyway. Everybody's been waiting for like a, some sort of sequel to Pokemon Snap, mm. so yeah, works it, out well. It was cool to see like uh, sort of the photo mode side of things too, because obviously you need a photo mode in Pokemon Snap to be able to share your photos and that mm. um, going on. The, when I was rewatching it, I noticed like you know you get it and you sort of you you share them in the game itself. Um, I really hope they don't block taking videos and screenshots in this game. Because, yeah. like, with, for example, like Super Smash Bros, they got their own photo mode and stuff, but you can't just press the capture button to do a video or a photo. Which is really irritating. So, that means, yeah, that means you just can't take a photo of the center, you know, Twitter or whatever, be like, yeah, look at this cool screenshot or whatever. It's got to be through that silly um, online yeah. app, yeah, um, which only uses Splatoon 2 um, and Smash Bros and something else. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, I hope they don't do that because then, then I just want my timeline littered with Pokemon Snap, <laughs> mm. and it, it won't be. It just won't be if um they make it if hard like and disable that. that. Yeah. So that's my only concern, which is a very small one. But I think that will actually hinder the game a fair bit if they do decide to um yeah force you to go through the game itself. Yeah, mm. because yeah that um that frust- that does frustrate me a lot with uh Smash Smash. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I've put up way more Smash videos than screenshots than you have, I think. So yeah, I barely put it up any because of that. Yeah. I, like multiple times, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I do it all the time, whether it be for testing purposes or what have you. Like my last one I did was a Sephiroth test, yeah, damage test to see how much damage he could do in one calculated hit, and um, you know that was a pain in the ass. Such, such a pain in the ass. 
God. Never again? It took me 45 minutes to get it up there. Oh, God. Didn't to get it up on Twitter because the app fucking takes like 30 minutes to refresh its videos. So you're like... So there's no point for that. There's no point. There's no reason it should be that difficult. No. It should just be snip, snap. Snip, snap, put That's on right. a cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Uh, moving on from there they just sort of said like you know there's some uh, events going which are actually pretty much finished now it was very quick so the Pokemon Pokemon Go ones the uh, Sword and Shield ones they're they're finished with and some stuff in Pokemon Cafe and you know whatever I'm sure if you're interested you've you've done them yeah that's right yeah um, but moving on to the meat and potatoes of the whole thing before Mm. we get into the Mm, into the roast stew oh stew do you prefer a stew to a roast I probably do actually wow okay well, I was about to say, because I was going to say yeah, roast, and you're going with a stew. So that's where we differ, ladies and gentlemen, Bryce and I. He's it a stew de- boy. It, de- it depends on the, actually, it depends on the roast. If it's <laughs> if it's roast chicken, fine. Uh, I'll probably pick roast. What about lamb? What about lamb? Remember? I am not, yeah, I know. Remember, we got a sheep stud. So word, word your words carefully here, son. No, well, I don't have to, because I remember there's there's like one time that I offended your dad. What did you say? She, they put your mum put two pieces of lamb in front of me and told me to eat one and asked me which one I preferred and she said that one and she's just like told you, and your dad's like, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was about. I just remember eating two pieces of lamb and being like, I like that one. <laughs> Maybe it was like the choice out of a an old lamb or a, I don't know. Maybe they were fed differently or something. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Bryce. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, yeah. But anyway. We finally got them, everyone. Everyone who's been waiting for Sinnoh remakes, uh, they got announced. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I got to admit, I got to admit, Bryce, um, I was filming a reaction to this Pokemon Presents. And uh, when uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl came up, I was like, okay, cool. Like, there were sort of leaks out there and rumors that it's going to be a chibi art style and yeah, it sort of went into the back of my head and be like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. I don't know. But then it came up being chibi. I'm like, okay, it looks all right. Um, but sort of going on, it got into like the battle scenes and i got to admit my, my demeanor went, <sighs> because while I do quite like the chibi art style and it makes a lot of sense because these are like tile for tile remakes of Diamond and Pearl. Mm. Um, compared to previous remakes where you know they're basically taking on the new engine, the new sort of mechanics from that generation. These, is, these are different. They're obviously nowhere near Generation 8. They're just remaking the graphics and maybe a couple of things. But apart from that, these are just one-for-one remakes. And um, they're not actually made by Game Freak. They're made by Ilka, who are the team behind Pokemon Home. Mm. And when they sort of said that as well, I'm like, oh, Pokemon Home's not that good either. And that's a pretty basic storage <laughs> software. Uh, so this this is something I had to stew on for a fair while. I'm like, I don't like I don't hate or dislike chibi art styles. I actually quite like them. Mm-hmm. But there's something there was something about this that rubbed me really the wrong way when I first saw it. And I'm I think like, it did most people. Yeah, well that's that's the thing. So that night I was like it was I felt like pretty negative on on the game. I'm like, I was looking at it I'm like oh, this is something I don't like about it. And it's not that it's chibi. Because, because I like I like chibi art styles, mm-hmm. and I think after like thinking about it for a bit, I was looking at the battle scenes and just like compared like uh, the trainers and all that compared to um, Sword and Shield, where you know the models for the Pokemon and the trainers look really nice, crisp, vibrant, but 
sort of the ones in these games, they looked, they reminded me of like a student project. Right. If you, if you know what I mean, just like with the look of the trainers. And that's not like, that's not necessarily like the artwork um, in like the promotional stuff. Like they look, it all looks great, but just like the artwork in the battles, to me, it just looks like it's not done. And these games are still almost a year away coming out in probably November. So there's like plenty of time to sort of like polish this stuff up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to admit, it just sort of rubbed me sort of unfortunately the wrong way. And, um, it was, it was like two o'clock, three o'clock when I'm sort of like going onto Twitter and different discord servers and that. And, um, from the sort of feedback I was getting from different, um, people is like everyone, a lot of people were like, this looks awesome. looks fantastic. And I'm, I'm there like, why do I feel negatively about it? I'm, I was like, God damn it. God damn it, Drew's brain. Why? Yeah. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be that stereotype that's formed over the last two years with oh, all the Pokemon fans, they're not happy. And you know what? No, the- yeah, you're not the only one though. I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't want to feel this way. But- Here's the thing. There is a particularly there is a particularly right, negative reception to these games. And that's because a lot of people feel like it's been mistreated in comparison to other remakes mm. yeah and look i generation four is by far from my favorite generation and you know what I'll, I'll still buy it and play it because there is hints of nostalgia there for me and mm-hmm. you know like for for what it's worth i like a fair bit of the region don't like mount Cor- coronet still it's probably still going to be trash you know well they're just remaking it so. exactly so <laughs> yeah um but uh you know there is there is reasons for me to buy and play it, and I'll I'll still probably enjoy my time with it. But it is it is very much like the Skyward Sword of Pokemon games for me. Well, that's some that's some big words. <laughs> no, it's not because Mount Coronet. It is fucking annoying to navigate, and you go through there so many times. I hate it, and that's you know kind of where Skyward Sword sits for me is that I have to revisit a fucking area so many times. Yeah, it's repetitive and sometimes it's confusing. And Mount Coronet is definitely confusing. Anyway, beside all that, all right, there is reasons for me that I like the Pokemon games. I like the Chateau. The Chateau was one of the best haunted house things they've ever done. Yeah, that was wicked. It was great. First time you run into the ghosts Mm. and you're like, what the hell? That was like one of the first sort of moments that happened in the Pokemon game. Yeah. Which was really exciting. And apart from like, you know, going back to Lavender Town, like Lavender Town was the original creepy house in Pokemon games sort of thing. But the old Chateau in Diamond, Platinum and Pearl, (laughs) whatever, uh, Diamond, Pearl and Platinum, um, it, uh, it was creepy. It was very creepy. And they never really... Like, in Gen 5, they did another really good one. And then in Gen, Gen 6, the, the haunted house and that was more of a comedic value. And it, they've never really done it since. So, you know, one, one of those... It, it, is, it is sort of probably the best one. The best creepy thing that they've done is the old chateau. I think it's great. Yeah. And, like, it, it's got significance as well because that's where you can catch Rotom, which is, like, only available there in those games. Yeah. So it's got, like, meaning there, like, Lavender Town. It's got, like, excellent music that's just, you know, pretty iconic in the series and um, a story beat with, you know, where you're versing your rival and Cubone and all that. So it's got, like, really big uh, story significance. Mm. But I think the old Chateau, yeah, really does have just, like, um, as a place, just really significant. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I feel like things like that probably won't uphold very well in this remake because of 
you know, they, they want to say that they wanted to, like, they've, done, they've obviously done it tile to tile remake and therefore they're trying to keep it as close to the original product as possible. Hence why they were doing chibi stuff. But I, I, I don't feel like that's going to translate well in in a 3D environment as well as it did in a 2D environment. I, I, it's just something about it. Yeah. Right. So I understand. I understand the concern. In, in my opinion, again, to me, it is my Skyward sort of Pokemon, right? And um, that is purely because of Mount Coronet and some stupid design decisions like Defog and Rock Climb. Let's not go too far into that. HMs you have to use to progress. Yeah. <laughs> Just stupid ones. Um, it's, um, you know... It's serviceable and it does it does what it's meant to do for me because I don't really expect much other than that from it. And to be completely honest, like as good as the remakes sort of have been since, you know, Fire Red and Leaf Green, obviously Heart Gold and Soft Silver was really good as well. And um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they were pretty good and they had some nice new features added to it and the... Uh, Deoxys episode was was cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. You know, um, stuff like that was really neat. But the reason people are more frustrated is because there's a lot of people that started with Generation 4 and they're not getting that extra attention to detail. And, you know, I, I can't say that I'm, you know, I can't say that I oh, will tough shit because <laughs> you're right, you know. And I don't really want to see it happen to Gen 5 either. Obviously, Gen 2, they did really well, and I love Gen 2, and Gen 2 was my favorite generation before Gen 5, I reckon, uh, is probably now second to Gen 5. Um, so, I would, if, if that happened to Generation 2, I'd probably be pretty upset to some degree as well. Yeah. No, I, I would be too. Um, but, and yeah, you know, Gen 4 is a you know pretty big generation for me as well, and I played these games multiple times each through each and each and played through platinum like i really do have great memories of these games and um i think it is a little bit of a shame but obviously we know the reasons why this remake is how it is and why it's being handled by a different team but i just want to say first that like you know a lot of people in my circles were positive about you know the art style and the way this remake was being handled and um it's it's typically from people that aren't like massive pokemon fans but the casual pokemon fans and they are happy to see, like, the series, like, have a more casual, easier option. And these are also the, you know, the, the same crowd that would have preferred to see a Let's Go game come out in its place as well um, instead of, you know, a Generation Sword and Shield game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people are happy about that. And I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for them. I'm really happy that, the, that they uh, love the look of it and that. But um, there's, like, a few screens circulating, like, what um, Dawn could have looked like in the uh, uh, Sword and Shield engine, like running in that game. I'm like, oh, God, I would have loved that. But that also would have required Game Freak to work on that remake and we wouldn't get Pokemon Legends, which was also announced afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, gonna, I'm going to get these games and play them. They're going to be fun. Me too. Um, but I... <sighs> It, is it is it wrong to say that I kind of want these to perform mediocrely? I mean, you can say what you want. I kind of want them to perform mediocrely only because I don't want them to screw Gen 5. Because Gen 5... When when we're talking about the chibi art style and all that stuff, I think I think it'll be fine in this generation, and it's unfortunate for some bits like the old Chateau where it won't translate as well, right? But yeah, maybe, the, maybe, the, yeah. Well, 
I don't think it's going to be as creepy because you've got all these cute little characters being like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a ghost. And like, you know, it, yeah. I don't think it's going to translate as well, as well as it did in the original. Right. And that's unfortunate. But the entire overarching story of Gen 5 and its sequels all the way through, I think probably just would be quite tarnished by it. Mainly because those games were made to be targeted at an older audience as they as they were. And I kind of hope they keep that in vision for it when they eventually do go to Gen 5 remakes because it would be a real shame if the message that came from those games was lost. Um, the other concern, and like obviously, you know, a lot of people have questioned this, is that um, you can't really do Gen 5 remakes without doing both, which is the other concerning part. I mean... I guess they can, but yeah. They can, but it'd be pointless. Like, it, it, it removes so much if you do it that way. And I think they're perfectly aware of that. They they knew what this was going to mean because they'd already done um, Fire Red and Leaf Green and uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver before, before this. And, you know, they obviously had to keep everything they could in those games to make them perfect. And they actually added additional things. And I think they knew going forward when they made Gen 5 that they were like, with these having sequels, it is going to be a big endeavor to remake these because it will not hold the same weight if we don't have both both parts remade. I mean, we've got another six, seven years to uh, worry about that one. Let's just get these uh, fourth generations out first, eh? I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess. It's just like Joe from Cerebi, um, straight after like, the Pokemon Presents, he's like, all right, you Nova fans, <laughs> like... It's, you know, it's I've t- already it's got t- a leak for next next remakes. Yeah, people making those jokes and yeah, mm. that's all the that's the path you're going down. Like, yeah, no, 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 because like uh, you know, I, it, this is just kind of my hopes for the future. And like yeah. judging by the product that we're seeing now, if if they are going to do this moving forward, where they're going to hand the remakes off of off to another team, I still hope that they manage to do Gen Five correctly to sort of uphold what it was. Yeah, no, I totally agree to you. Like. And um, obviously, we obviously we haven't we haven't actually gotten to it yet, and a lot of this is just speculation. With me thinking that like the old chateau isn't going to work as well and stuff like that. Obviously, that's all speculation. Oh yeah, like, you haven't seen it. No, haven't seen it yet. And eventually, it might come out, and it might be perfectly fine, and it might work entirely well. They might just do a completely different art style for that part of the game and make it just wicked. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah. The only the sort of the concerns I've got just about sort of um the features that the original Diamond Pearl Platinum had as well, they had a lot of uh, connectivity with uh, the Generation 3 Pokemon games and they had features mm-hmm. such yeah. as um, depending on what version of the game you have in the Game Boy Advance slot, certain Pokemon would appear in the region that you couldn't catch otherwise. For example, if you had Pokemon Emerald, you could get like the exclusives to that in the wild in Pokemon Platinum, um, like Surskit and I can't remember them all, but I remember Surskit was one and um, like Seed Art and that if you have Emerald and, you know, just like Pokemon like that. Whereas... Um, in this game, it sounds they said in the presents that you'll be able to use all of the Pokemon that were in the original Diamond Pearl Platinum. And whether that means in the, the initial Pokedex or just like all 180 so 83 Pokemon, 483 Pokemon up to that point, um, if you'll be able to use all of them or just the ones in that original National Dex, which is about yeah. 200, and, 200 and so off, off the top of my memory. But. Yeah, like it, it doesn't matter too much, you know. We're, we're, we're going to have fun regardless, but it is just like a question I've got because um, if if they don't sort of go with all of the Pokemon up to that point, it'll be like, it will make them the inferior version, if you know what I mean. And like it, it's happened before. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure 
um, like, you know, let's go. And that's pretty, still pretty inferior compared to fire relief green and stuff too. So mm-hmm. it doesn't actually matter, but it's just something I'm thinking about as a, as a fan of these games and yeah. um, somebody loved them in my childhood. But yeah. regardless of what I think, I think a lot of people are really looking forward to it just and love the art style more than, you know, even sword and shield. But um, I don't know my, that's where my opinion comes down. And I actually really like what sword and shield did with their art style and stuff. So, yeah, but yeah. you get what you get, but um Basically, they off they put it to a different um, team, Ilka, uh, with Junichi Masuda because they're sort of taking a massive step at the Pokemon Company. And this leaks before you saw it before, and I saw like a snippet before as well. Unfortunately, I would have liked just to go in and just no, literally nothing. But unfortunately, it kind of leaked. But Pokemon Le- Legends Arceus got announced, and um, it's an open world um, action RPG developed by Game Freak, and man. It's uh, it's just such a huge step for the franchise, and I just feel like this is a a really rare instance of a company taking in what fans really want from the series they create. Because this, just the announcement of this, whether it turns out to be what the final product or not, but it just seems like they had a discussion when maybe Sword and Shield came out, or even before it came out, with everything that was going on, people were just like come on, man, like, you know, just whether it was just like the bullshit, like the look at that tree or, you know, just just the absolute rubbish that was coming out, a lot of fans, but um, just with like, with like the memes also coming out, like, oh, look at this, Breath of the Wild, but with Pokemon, that's what we want. And I feel like Game Freak really sort of took that on their chin and said, okay, we'll we'll try, we'll try and make it. That'll be our next project. Let's do it. Um, we're going to... We're going to put our resources all into this. We still want Diamond and Pearl remakes, so we'll make that happen somehow. We'll get a, um, a second team to do that at Ilka. And um, just looks really exciting. So let's jump into sort of your thoughts before we um, get into the the stew in our meat and potatoes. <laughs> um, I, I really like this, and I think um, it's very telling in... in in much what you were saying too, like with listening to the fans and stuff like that as well. I feel like they, okay, first off, first, first thought, I have a reason this is probably the reason that they were like, probably not going to have all Pokemon in the games going forward. Maybe. Because there's no fucking way in hell that they're fitting that many Pokemon in that, you know, even though it is largely a single player experience. You know, I, I don't, I don't think they would ever be able to fit every Pokemon in that, and it would just, you know, not work. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Sorry, just on that point, it would be interesting to know if this was the idea from five years ago or it was from. Not, so, it would have had to be surely. Yeah, I think it looks brilliant, and um, the fact that they they palmed off the Gen Four remakes, and this is why I'm not too bothered about this, to mm, Ilka instead to make this internally a game freak means heaps for the company. And the reason I say that is because if this game is successful and I sincerely hope that it is, uh, if it is uh, as successful or more successful than the diamond and pearl remakes and sword and sword and shield, then we could see things from this moving forward. It's quite clear that in Sword and Shield, this is kind of what they wanted to do. They wanted to have nice big open areas and stuff like that and, you know, have it 
cleaning crisp and all that stuff and it, it didn't really turn out and it's it's quite obvious it's because the Pokemon company's like guys game out for Christmas do it now you don't have a choice in this so a lot of the multiplayer online features that are attributed to the wild area are not polished and they're very rough um, the wild area itself uh, as framey as it can get sometimes is really good um, mm-hmm. you know Makes makes it more lively and sort of stuff like that. The draws distance kind of starts kind of sucks. You know, you take bits with a grain of salt, and again, it was probably pushed out the door for Christmas, and that sucks. But the fact that they're now working on something like this and they're actually experimenting a lot more internally with some with a project as sort of ambitious as this means good things for the series going forward, and more particularly to the mainline games. So, like, anybody that I've talked to, I've basically been saying this needs to sell as much as the Diamond and Pearl remakes and try to make make up similar numbers to Sword and Shield so that they can prove that we want stuff like this and we would like to see it attributed to the main game. Obviously, this is early and mm. we have no friggin' idea if it's actually going to be any good, but the general concept of, you know, having these open world areas and, like, you know... Pokemon running around out there, you just you chuck a ball at them, you're on your merry way, you know, sort of stuff like that is is good, and it's something that people have been asking for for years, and you know, people that have experimented with game mods for years, like even the biggest Pokemon game mod out there right now, which is probably you know Pixelmon, mm. you know, and that explores a similar concept of having just a big open area with heaps of Pokemon to catch and doing all that sort of thing. And people love it. They love it. They eat it up. Yeah. You know, to have something official from Game Freak, and especially since now that they've been given the time, the budget, and, like, everything to work on this, it means good things going forward from the main series perspective. So, even if they're not making a main series game right now, the stuff that this game could translate into for Generation 9 could be huge. Yeah. And that's a good point to bring up, too. Like, with... With Pokemon Let's Go, we sort of saw that they were experimenting different ways to you know, play a Pokemon game where it was like change the catching mechanics and um, things like that. Being able to interact with your Pokemon a lot more with them following you and you riding them and stuff. It was just like a really cool idea. And um, going to uh, Sword and Shield, it was like very much what Sun and Moon were doing before. Very like familiar Pokemon gameplay, which we, you know, I personally really love. Um, mm. And going to this, this, this just shakes up everything. Not only is it just... Just like take cues from open world games, which is a vast area to go and explore. They're just abolishing the progression through the game, whether it's be gyms, trials, whatever. There's not eight of anything. It's just an empty land with the one sort of village in the middle where you're coming back and your story, your story moments will happen sort of with characters and stuff. But when you're in the world, there's nothing to go and necessarily battle or whatever and whatever. But, um, you know, there might be like, you know, a massive Garchomp or something you've got to take down. Then on the other side, you've got like a massive... Mamo Swan, I don't know. There might be something like that. Mm. We don't know anything yet, but it'll be. I'm really looking forward to sort of finding out what the main thing is. Because even if it's just like, hey, go and complete the Pokedex, and you're just like, all right, and you're just exploring Sinnoh, going around, making sure your Pokemon are getting stronger so you can like traverse to different places and that, I'll be like, I'll be all about that. If it's just like basic, just go there, story moments will happen back at the village, I'll be all about that. Um, 
But also what's really interesting about, so they got rid of like all the progression, all the sort of standard stuff in Pokemon games. They've made it open world. Um, it's going to be an action RPG. So there's going to be like dodge rolling away from Pokemon that's throwing Pokeballs in real time. Yeah. And um, your trainer can get hit too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if they lose out and you pass out, you faint, you go back to the village. Like, you know, if, yeah. if you don't have a Pokemon on you, Pokemon can attack you. Yeah. Which is just like a really sort of interesting concept. Mm. But also one of the biggest things they've taken away from this too, like we're on the website at the moment. If you go down to the very bottom, um, it says, that actually said, it's actually changed. It said, it said just one player, but now it says to be determined. Actually, it's actually changed. Since oh, I was, really? I was looked at it. Wow. Right. So when we first looked at it, it basically said that there's going to be no multiplayer in this. So no battling one another, no, uh, no trading, no whatever. And that's just been a staple. And obviously with um, just the name, there's only one version, which is, the only game Game Freak's ever released where there's only been one version. There's always been multiple versions. So they put emphasis on trading and making more money, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with this, there's only the one version and who knows, maybe they will change it. Maybe they will put multiplayer in it um, when they put um, to be determined. So that's another interesting thing. But just like with like uh, the competitive scene for VGC, which is just which is just massive, um, v- like it the sort of the tournament might not actually move to Legends. It might stay in Sword and Shield. Oh, it will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So whether Sword and Shield still gets updates with like Raid Dan updates and Pokemon coming in and out or whatever, who knows? Yeah. Because it's going to be a few years before even like the next, I guess, like tournament ready games. Like, uh, Yeah. I think Generation 9 is not going to hit until next consoles, to be honest, the way this is going. We're, we're pretty far in the Switch's lifetime. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, see what they do with prolonging it with a pro model or jump to the next system. We don't know yet, but um, also with with Pokemon. Remember, they do stick around with consoles longer than they sort of last, like with the DS and stuff. Like Generation yeah. Five comes out, it's like, oh well, yeah. But I want, I want it on 3DS. It's like, no, well, there's there's plenty of DSs out still. If they're experimenting <laughs> with stuff like this now, right? You know, and they get a really positive reception from it, mm. they're going to be like, right, we need to sort of try and capitalize off this this is obviously what people want you know even if it just sells as much as you know near within within probably about two million of sword and shield like in in gap right that still tells them that the two million people could be made up with another version on top of this if not more and you know the consumerism because it has sort of i don't has it dropped in sword and shield or have they become the most sold i think they're the most sold right um it's the First uh, game to hit 20 million since um, Gold and Silver. Yes. So it's like the third best selling after those two first gens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Which is obviously a, a big thing. Oh, yeah. It's huge. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that says still that if that if they can push past that, you know, which if it's if it's the one game, everybody's buying the same game. You get a bunch of people that buy two of the same, like obviously each, both Sword and Shield. Yeah. Both versions. Yeah. I kind of implore people to be like, with these Diamond and Pearl remakes, to only buy one. <laughs> Just please. Please. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't really need two anymore. Like, it, it's quite obvious. So, so when I get two, you're going to slap I'm going me in to, the face. I'm going to fucking slap you. Yeah. But no. Um, I'm going to prepare to get slapped, I think. Well, because something like this needs to be pushed. And it needs to, you know, take the forefront and lead the pack so that they can understand that, oh shit, yeah, no, maybe it is probably better off making off something like this where, you know, whatever. But, it, you know, as, as good as the game looks and it excites me, the thing, again, that excites me more is that Game Freak are working on this. You know, oh, yeah. if yeah. this was handed off to somebody else, 
we can't we couldn't expect anything for the mainline games from this. No. But this is internal at Game Freak. So we could expect some things to come from this to the mainline games and hopefully more polished. So, you know, obviously the wild area wasn't great, but if the areas in this are great and they're like, cool, let's work off this and then put multiplayer in it somehow and figure out how to do it. Yeah, because e- e- it. even if the game comes out and you go to GameSpot and look at the review and like just the general Metacritic, if it gets like a 6 out of 10, it's like, you know, it's pretty bland. All you do is go out and throw balls at Pokemon and collect them. I'll be like, I'm going to lose hours to that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just alone. Like just the concept. They're going to have to really try to bugger it up for me personally because I can just see myself spending hundreds of hours. Like cause People did it with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, because like with Breath of the Wild, I absolutely love discovering and stuff. But yeah. This will potentially have collecting Pokemon on top of Breath of the Wild. Um, but Well, it'll be shrines in comparison to collecting Pokemon, I think. But yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I think, it, I think it is dangerous. Like, on Switch, the uh, just the thing to compare it to automatically is Breath of the Wild. I think it's kind of dangerous to try, compare it to that because it's very... Very likely we're going to be disappointed if we're going to compare it to oh, yeah. a game like that. You, you've got one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time against the Pokemon game where the last Pokemon games that we've had, yeah, the last few generations, in fact, all the way since Generation 6, I would even probably say we've been regularly disappointed. You know, so expecting that this is going to be, you know, such a turnaround is probably a bit much of an ask. Mm. But I think... Um, Again, you know, it, it all it all comes down to the fact that Game Freak are working on this. Yeah, and that's why when we were talking like at three o'clock in the morning, just over text, and I, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm not hyped because I, I I was able to conserve myself enough, being like, I love the I love this. Mm. Um, we haven't even talked about sort of the setting of the um the Sinnoh region yet either. We just talked about the open world aspect. Oh yeah, but that's kind of the draw anyway. Yeah, of of course. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I forgot what I was going to talk about. But let's talk about the um, the actual uh, sort of setting of it. So this is ba- basically like as the Sinnoh region was being founded, and there's a village sort of settlement in the middle of it. Well, yeah, not in the middle of it, but somewhere. And there's a professor that has brought uh, Pokemon from his travels for you to select as the starter Pokemon, being Oshawott, Cyndaquil, and Rowlet. And it's funny because, like, I love the idea of this, but at the same time, just seeing, like, a completely open-world Pokemon game with mixed starters, it makes it feel like um, like a ROM hack. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. It's, like, in the best way, but that's it, just the vibe it gives me. Someone's like, here's a massive Pokemon game with um, mixed starters. Like, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What do you think about the, the mixed starters um, aspect of it? I think it's good. Um, and they're all awesome, too. They're, like, all... Yeah. Two of them are at least my favourite from their respective, respective generations, generations, too. Which ones? Uh, Rowlet and Oshawott. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew you was going to get that reaction. No Cyndaquil. Fuck you. <laughs> look, I, look, dude, I love Cyndaquil. You traded me one. I love him very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, Oshawott over Superior? Fuck you. <laughs> Oshawott every day over no, Superior, son. No, Superior's dope. Anyway, um... Let's let's leave that conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> I I think it's great um, because you know as 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 cool as it is to have obviously an open world setting around Sinnoh, which is probably one of the best regions you could probably do it for mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, because because your most hated place in the whole Pokemon universe, Mount Coronet, actually makes a great setting for an open world yes, Pokemon game. Yes, it fucking does. Being being like the highest peak. 
in the Pokemon world, Ex- to speak. Like one that splits the region in half. Because, Damn right. And it's just like, it makes for a great setting. There's always something looming in the background. Exactly. Yeah. It makes so much fucking sense. Yeah. Whereas Mount Coronet in Diamond and Pearl suck absolute nuts because it Ooh. is just a divider. Yeah. And nothing more. Anyway, um, it does split up Shellos though, so you get. Oh, nice who cool- gives a shit? Oh, Shellos is cool, Bryce. So everybody, Shellos is cool. At IV Revan, if you um, dislike Bryce, mate, no, Shellos. You, you put put both Shellos in the same area. Would you really give a shit? Would you really give a shit if you were like, oh, I, I really would. want, I really want, I, the, I really want the pink Shellos first, but it's over the other side of the fucking mountain. One's west, one's east. Yeah, it's right. Or okay, the other ones. Okay, it's like <laughs> I, I want, I want the other Shellos, but it's over the other side of the fucking mountain. <laughs> Instead, I get this other Shellos. It's like, okay, what if we just put them in the same area? It's like, cool. Hmm. Perfect. You've solved your problem. You don't have to split them up. My point. Anyway, that's the whole reason Matt Corona exists, just to split those. To split shallows. Yeah, it's like the pink ones and the blue ones can't interact. But anyway, no, that's exactly, you're, you're dead on. You explained exactly what I was meaning to say about it as soon as I said it. It's always looming in the background. And that was something that was great about Breath of the Wild. There was always points of interest in the background where you're like, oh, what's over there? We know what it is, mm. but we don't know what it holds. And it is the biggest Biggest mountain in the Pokemon world. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe. Apart from that. I mean, that's obvious. Right on. A lot of right on. Mm. Some Geodude up there. Not much going on. The Arceus that never existed in Diamond and Pearl because they never gave out the event. Anyway, um, you know, and it's good. It's good. Um, but with but with the starters being from different regions, it also sort of and obviously being the one colony, it's obviously like oh, this place is you know new and fresh, and we're all trying to make our way in this nice little region with this giant mountain looming in the background, and you know there's a, a lot to discover. But the fact that um, the thematic like they they set it up thematically as well, and like I'd been doing a bit of reading into sort of how it is, and I'd, I've talked about it on Twitter briefly, briefly, right. Um, but uh, obviously the starters were picked for a thematic reason. Like yep. the, they're, not, they're not just like, oh, pick this one and this one. <laughs> and two of them are very obvious. And that was uh, Samurai is a samurai. Yeah. Decidueye is an archer. Right. But everybody's just like, why Cyndaquil? And the thing that I, I, I didn't really get it either as much as I was happy for him to be there. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm going to fucking pick that one right up for that. A lot of people were confused, including me. So I did some reading, did some research, sort of went into it, checked out subreddits, checked out Twitter feeds, checked out whatever. Mm. And I eventually come to the conclusion that a lot of people seem to think that, are uh, you know, people that speak Japanese as, as a second language or have Japanese friends or family. A lot of a lot of people seem to think that it's meant to be a clever play on words. Um, the Japanese name is meant to be a clever play on words about the Shogunate. So that would make that a military leader, a samurai, and an archer. Okay. Which would make them Pokemon of War, which makes sense for the time period it's mm. in. Yeah, because I um people were saying that like Cyndaquil or sorry, Typhlosion was based off of like a warrior sort of class and that's why he was put among them too. Mm. Um, yeah, well that that's where Shogunate sort of fits in because they were military leaders. But um the reason the reason it's really confusing is because if you translate, if you translate the Japanese name, right? Its Japanese name is Bakufun. Bakufun is just typhoon explosion. 
Yeah. <laughs> so typhlosion. Like it, it's dead on. It, the English translation is exactly what the Japanese translation technically is. Okay. But yeah. obviously there must be some sort of inside joke there or, you know, I guess second-handed meaning in the kanji or however you however you want to determine it where it links back to shogunate somehow. Yeah, right. But a lot of people seem to think that it is meant to be a big old play on words of shogunate, which would, yeah, make sense because of the time period it's set in and, you know, the partners it has in the other two starters. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just, I want these games right now. But they have yeah. to make them. Well, yeah. So th- that's the thing as well. Like, obviously, a lot of people are quick to jump out. Like, you know, the frame rate for, like, the animations for some of these Pokemon is like, yeah, this is this is pretty early. <laughs> obviously, there's a year or so to go yeah. on the development of these games. Mm. Um, so that's just something people got to keep in mind. So these games aren't coming out for at least another 12 months. And like they say early 2020. So they're probably aiming for first quarter, maybe. So, or at least first half. Mm-hmm. But expect... Expect a delay, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> so, and you know what? When I say expect a delay, how good is that? That you know they could, if they can have a delay for a Pokemon game, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. They, exactly. Because yeah. like, unlike Sword and Shield, they don't have like brand new Pokemon, brand new locations, brand new characters riding on this for the anime and the trading cards. They this is based off the Sinnoh region with older Pokemon. They can they can take their time to make it. The best yeah, they can. That's exactly right. Mm. Before we come off this subject, though, right? And I know we're not a visual podcast, but uh, look back at the trailer if you can, audience, and see the scene with Piplup, and or even open the Nintendo website here that has the page, right? right and right. this this picture of Piplup, uh, the Piplup's on the beach. There is something in the sea in the background that looks very ominous. What the hell is that? I'm trying. I'm trying to gauge. Exactly what that might be. Yeah, so, like, when you go through a lot of these pictures, they actually, uh, while the world looks, like, pretty early in production, they've actually got, like, a fair few things of interest, whether it is Mount Coronet, yeah. whether it is, like, um, water spouts or this, like, thing in the sea which just looks like spikes sort of coming out as, a like, as an arch. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, it looks like, you know, it is going to be a pretty fun world and hopefully capture that sort of like what is that let me walk towards it oh look there's a ride on i want that that's not in my pokedex oh my god it's a garchomp it's level 70 fantastic i'm going to catch that because it's going to be a great asset to my team and hopefully it does have that sort of um sense of discovery and collectability of pokemon and all that really looking forward to it yeah me too it's a fair way away so it's gonna it's another game to put alongside Metroid Prime 4 Breath of the Wild 2 Splatoon 3 we've got got a few of these games now where it's like all right, it's gonna be dope though yeah it's It's gonna gonna be be really cool but just just before we sort of tune off what do you think about sort of like the aesthetics like the uh, olden day Pokeballs with like when you catch a Pokemon like a spurt of steam comes out and it's like I don't know if you notice it but it's in like the shape of a thumbs up when it comes up, like you catch a Pokemon, it goes with steam, and it's like a thumbs up. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's to let you know that you've uh, done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and also like they're like things on their sleeves. A lot of people have been quick to point out that it's in like a um, Team Galactic font, and like the the kanji for it actually says Galactic on that, on their sleeves. That's weird. So it could be even an origin story about. Team Galactic, like the the evil team from the Sinnoh region in Diamond and Pearl, because mm. that is definitely Team Galactic. Like, just if you if you can look at an enhanced um, version of sort of the emblem on their sleeves, it's definitely got like that 
that G sort of cross through it. Right. Like 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you can see it there, you can see it like the G. Could be that Team Galactic was never, was once upon a time not bad. Yeah. And they were like a, yeah. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah. Shit, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> you distracted me with that now. Uh, oh, sorry, what do you think of the, like, the olden day, like, sort oh, of aesthetics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good. Um, the only thing is, is it kind of causes a bit of a continuity error. And, um, oh, no. Not the Pokemon continuity error. It does. It, it oh. causes a continuity error because, remember, there was a whole movie about Celebi and old Samuel Oak and them toying with the oh. with the first with the first iteration of the modern Pokeball. Yeah, Game Freak are just sitting there be like, oh, but what about Pokemon Forever? We're going to ruin that movie. That's exactly right. We're going to ruin that movie. Samuel yeah. Oak had the, the Pokeball. That's yeah, right. It, he invented it at the Unwind. Yeah. We're, we're going to ruin it. And these things are just like literally like they're, they're, they're more modern than those Pokeballs. So it creates a continuity error. Yeah, well, Bryce, maybe maybe we'll um, get to the top of Matt Coronet. There's Professor Oak being like, I've traveled through time <laughs> and space. Yeah. To capture Pokemon. Yeah. A lot of people are also like going like really into the fan theories being like, you know, Cyrus, he was successful. He time traveled backwards, like came to this point here and, you know, just going nuts. Like you can, there's theories uh, upon theories. Yeah. With, with that's, time the prob- travel. that's the problem with timey-wimey and spacey-wacy things. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know. Because like, yeah, the whole, the whole sort of story of it's based around time. We're going back in time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, is there going to be a portion of the game that's in the future? Like, you know, there's just... Theories upon theories, but whoa, whoa! What if the Lucas and Dawn pictured here, which are supposed to be ancestors, are not actually ancestors, and that when they did the Giratina thing, instead of the Giratina thing happening, he actually did fling him back in time, and it is actually still Dawn and Lucas, and it's actually more or less a sequel yeah. to Diamond and Pearl. Jesus. Mm. See, like, there's just so many things you can go so into. Many possibilities. It's a dangerous rabbit hole because the thing I laughed at, like, I love the, I love the look of the protagonists in these games, but it's like Lucas, he has the same hat. Yeah, but that's what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's like Dawn, she's got like a cloth, yeah, instead of like, a, like as a bandana type of thing. She looks like she suits the time. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, Lucas look- still has his hat, yeah, and that's that that that's the thing, you know. And the reason they could be going through this adventure to find Arceus is because they need the Pokemon God to turn back turn back time to the way it was. Yeah, and they got their scarves from Pokemon Platinum. I don't, did they have scarves in Diamond and Pearl? No, I, I think they. Might have. Like, no, they didn't. They didn't? No. They only had the winter clothing in uh, Platinum. Yeah, because that's when um, sort of Giratina blocked out the sun with the distortion world and you know, more snow happened in the Sinnoh region. Mm-hmm. So they had scarves mm. to make sure they're not cold at night time or, or daytime. Daytime can get cold too when the sun's blocked out. Scarf time. Mm. Yeah, scarf time. I don't know if you saw the episode of The Simpsons, Bryce, where Mr. Burns blocked out the sun. I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. definitely have. Of course you have. Yeah, of course I have. Um, that's pretty much what happened in Sinnoh and Platinum. Mr. Burns like... No more time for you guys. No more time. <laughs> Excellent. Fuck you all. Excellent. That's what Cyrus did. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Everybody move to Shelbyville. <laughs> Fucking I Shelbyville. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what accent I'm trying to do there. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Bryce, anything else we got to say about these games? Uh, beautiful. Looking forward to it. Potential. Uh, potential. Shit. Yeah, potential P- shit. Poten- potential, uh, potential opportunities for Game Freak to uh, have more freedom. 
Mm-hmm. There we go. That's what I was looking for. And I think that is probably just as exciting as the fact is there is a open world Pokemon game coming up. Because if there's one thing that has been made abundantly clear in recent years, uh, Game Freak has not been given the budget nor time nor patience from the Pokemon company to stop being the money printing machines that they have been in previous years. And now that they're finally given that opportunity, it could mean fantastic things. Yeah. I am... Um I absolutely love just them them shaking it up and doing what people really, really desire, which is an open world game. And um, over the next year or so, we're going to be covering it pretty closely and fingers crossed it turns out to be a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm sure it will, at the bare minimum, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, regardless mm-hmm. of how it comes out. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes, I think that's just a, a byproduct of... They're serviceable. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Oh, we'll enjoy them. Mm. And I'm sure you guys will too if you're into Pokemon. Yep. All right, guys, so that pretty much brings us to the end. Um, just as far as the Redcoin recommendations, not going to uh, go through the little jingle here, but definitely check out the sales going on. I've, um, I've Yeah, they're I've, still up. <laughs> yeah, I've bought a fair few games. Um, I, was, I was awake late at night just going through the eShop, and I bought multiple games, which are like 2 $3, but the one I've been keeping an eye on the most, I really I, I got Bioshock Collection on like PS Plus, and I think it might have even come on Xbox Gold. I can't remember, but... I still, I just, I want to give Bioshock one a go on Switch. So I bought that for 17 bucks. I didn't go for the whole trilogy because I didn't feel like spending 44. So I just bought the first one because I'm like, you know what? Tell you what, what's the likelihood of me getting to this? I don't know. So I might as well just buy the one. (laughs) (laughs) Getting to the whole. Save your money. (laughs) Yeah, get to the whole trilogy. So I bought like a fair few things on there. So definitely go and check out the Mm eShop. Still got to do that. I'll do that when I get home. Yeah. And apart from that, Bryce, there's been some pretty big releases too. So Persona 5 Strikers came out. Yes. Yep. Which is exciting. None of us has gotten to that. No, um, I, I will be getting to it. I, I, I will be buying it for PC this week, I think. Yeah. Because mm. I haven't finished Persona 5 or even... Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to yeah. do the sequel necessarily. Yeah. And um, uh, Bravely Default 2 came out yes, it did. as well. Yeah. Which is uh, very exciting. I want to cover that, but I'm waiting until I've got more of an outline of how my year's looking. Yeah. <laughs> because it's another ADR RPG I really can't spend time on. Yeah. Jesus. I love Bravely Default so much and it's definitely one of my favorite things Square Enix has done since forever. But um, yeah, it's mm, mm, it's a bit much right now. Mm. (laughs) Oh, oh, he's picked a great song. Picked a great song. So everybody, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 177. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at iDruby, the show at the House of Mario, and Bryce at IV Revan. That's it. If you'd like to join our Discord community, there is a link in the show notes. And if you don't know what Discord is, it's basically like a chat service where you can join. And what's wrong with you? <laughs> Because I know I know a lot of people are just like you know what's Discord. All right, guys, think think Skype, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's like mm. it's like you know forums and stuff like that. You know, easy to jump on and talk and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, you can have many many chat rooms. It's totally free. You can click the button, sign up your account, and join our Discord, and we can be the only server on your list. <laughs> well, you don't want don't want them cheating on us with any other servers. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm cheating on us with a fair few other servers. I dare oh. say you're cheating on us with even more. Oh, you don't want to know how many Discord servers I, I have, boy. I, I do. How many Discord servers, Matt? Yeah. Tell me. Shit 50-something. Shit 50-something? Yeah. Wow. Why is the shit instead of 50? Does that make it like 150? Shit dash 50-something. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. That's an expression. Mm. That's a lot of Discord servers. 
Yeah. Well, excellent. And uh, another plug for the House of Mario Encore celebrating 25 years of Pokemon. Go and check it out on podcast services or on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, putting a lot of love into that uh, sort of series. Three episodes a week. Um, I know, like, <laughs> I said to some people in our Discord, I'm like, you know what? It, you don't have to keep up with it. It's three episodes a week. That's a lot, especially on top of if you're, like, <laughs> doing other podcasts and stuff um, throughout the week. But, you know, something to sort of nibble on throughout the next 12 months, you know? It doesn't yeah. have to be straight away. So. I, 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 by all intents and purposes, want to make at least one episode, and I still haven't done that yet. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get, I'll get there. Yeah, but that's the thing is like February's gone so quick. This year's already going so fast where I'm just like, mm. shit, I was meant to fit that in. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> ah. Oh, well. All right, guys. So this week's Nintendo jukebox is not an indie artist at all. No. And uh, hopefully we don't get a, a strike I'm, on I'm, our I'm podcast. I'm sure we will be fine. <laughs> Just say, I love you, Posty Toasty. I love you, Posty Toasty. So this week's Nintendo Jukebox is a very special one, which I've been enjoying the last week or so. So Post Malone, I only want to be with you, and it's the Pokemon 25 version. Mm. And uh, it's re- like it really has nothing to do with Pokemon, but just like the sort of sampling and mixing of the uh, Ecritique City theme in the background mm. and at the start and sort of throughout it. I love that song it's so much. It's really special. Yeah. And it, it is nice because um, the other day, I said, um, Chantelle and I were planning our sort of wedding playlist. And I'm like, oh, can we put this in there? I just played it. I didn't actually show her the, <laughs> the title with Pokemon. It was like, it's just a love song, you know, whatever. She's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, awesome. I couldn't put, I couldn't put a, you know, I want to be a winner in our wedding playlist, but I can put this. Yeah, that's right. So fantastic. Yeah, good job, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, uh, Ecritic City <laughs> makes this song. It makes it really, really good. Yeah. Yes. One of my favourite cities in Pokemon, one of my favourite tracks in Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, guys, the doors to the house of Mario are closed. We'll catch you later. Goodbye. From different worlds You like to laugh at me When I look at other girls Sometimes you're crazy And you wonder why I'm such a baby Cause the cowboys make me cry But there's nothing I can do I've been looking for a girl like you to say I'm gonna pout at you until I get my way I won't dance you won't sing I just wanna love you but you won't know in my ring but there's nothing I can do She ain't had a million bucks and when she died, it came to me. I can't help it if I'm lucky. I only want to be with you. 